0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. If you like watching the fights and you like making some money, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to Tapped Out here on the BetQL Network with my co-host, Brendan Tobin. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. And going into break, I was talking about next Saturday night. We're about a week away, BT, from probably the best fight night. And I'm not just talking about UFC, which it might be the best fight card, UFC 291 in Salt Lake City. We got Dustin versus Justin. The BMF belt is on the line. Jan Blahovic takes on Alex Perea in the co main event. Wonder Boys on the card. Derek Lewis, Kevin Holland, Tony Ferguson. It's a fun card, but we also have boxing that night. So you're going to want to m- uh, make sure that you listen to next week's Tapped Out. Let's talk about it right now. Crawford versus Spence. This fight has been talked about for a long time. We finally have it. This is the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world, Terrence Bud Crawford, taking on Errol Spence, who's ranked number four in the world. We don't usually get this. Two top five pound-for-pound fighters fighting in the prime of their careers. And right now, it's basically an even fight money, BT. On Bet MGM, you can get Crawford as the slight favorite at minus one twenty. Spence at even money at plus one hundred. What's your early lead in this super fight?
1: Man, this is such a hard, hard fight to pick, and it's great to see a title fight like this where the odds are so close. They deserve to be close. I think that you know you have two guys who have you know you know just been at the top of their game. We have been waiting for it for probably I would say probably a couple of years, but it's not too late. You know, I think both of these guys still uh, clearly are the class of the welterweight division, even if they aren't going to be there much longer. My early lean is Terrence Crawford. I'm going that basically a little bit more on his versatility, uh, a little bit on his killer instinct. The guy has had less, I guess, uh, say, uh, obstacles outside of the, uh, the ring, because I would say with Errol Spence, like the only guy who's really been... You know an enemy of Errol Spence has been Errol Spence you know not quite to a John Jones degree but you know everybody saw that vicious car accident that he was in a couple of years back so he's had to uh, he's had to deal with some some obstacles from that standpoint but I mean he's got you know trains in just an absolute monster training camp and he's probably the class of everybody there between the Charlo brothers you now have all these guys coming to see him and Derek James with Anthony Joshua and Ryan Garcia so everybody wants to kind of venture over to Texas to train with them. It's almost like the uh, the new school Freddie Roach wildcard gym where everybody's trying to uh, see what's going on there. What's the secret sauce? But it's an interesting case of you have a guy in Terrence Crawford who's got some versatility. He will fight from both sides. He does have a, a, a huge killer instinct to, to an Errol Spence who's a little bit more straight up, you know, stuff down the pipe. A lot a, a lot less flash, but naturally bigger. You know a guy who probably could go up and fight middleweights could fight canelo um and has broken orbital bones of really really talented guys so it's just a case of like do you like a little bit more sizzle with your steak or do you just like keeping it you know the meat and potatoes right up the middle and and i think that's going to be the fascinating thing is can Tans crawford do anything to really knock errol spence out of his game and take him out of his comfort zone
0: both fighters currently of course undefeated uh, you mentioned uh, both guys perhaps going to be knockout hunting. So we'll see how long this one goes next Saturday night. Just an unbelievable fight card. And then we talked about what we're going to have inside the octagon. The BMF belt is on the line. And that, well, I guess it's technically not on the line because Mazvidal has the belt. He's retired. So something tells me that thing's going to sit up on his Up tackle. for grabs? Up for grabs. That's a better way to put it. Up for grabs. Dustin Poirier, the slight favorite right now at BetMGM, minus 125, means you can get Justin Gaethje, the highlight, at even money, or a little better, at plus 105. Before we get too far into this, do we think that whoever wins this fight automatically gets the winner of Islam versus Oliveira? Because before I hear your answer, if Dustin wins, I would say for sure, absolutely, he gets another shot at the belt. If Justin wins, I think so. I think so. But I'm not sure
1: it's interesting because it's probably in the case of like if Olivera ends up beating Islam do we go trilogy I would say that's probably the way it's gonna go oh, right because if Olivera ends up getting the belt back then I think the natural place to go is okay they got to fight again to square that off so of course let's just yeah. say it, if Islam wins I do think it is a it, it is a number one contender for both guys. I mean, I think that you'd have, you know, them both pretty much fighting online. So whenever their next title fight would be, you know, that makes sense. And then I'm looking at the rankings right now; like they're two and three. Darius obviously has to do some making up. Chandler's already uh, uh, already spoken for, I guess you could say, with the with the Connor fight, whatever the hell that may be. And then next is Rafael Fazeev, who obviously, you know, just got beat up by Gaethje. So to answer your question, I don't know what else would be the answer unless Islam decides I beat Charles Oliveira. He's kind of been flirting with the idea of going up to welterweight. He did a little bit of call out to Leon Edwards this week. So I suppose that could happen. But for my money, I would say a little too soon for Islam to be jumping weight classes. I feel like he's got to put in a few more defenses before that becomes a thing. Cause I, I don't necessarily think that Leon versus Islam is like this monster fight that has to happen. Um, so yeah, long winded way of saying, yeah, I do think this is a number one contender fight coming up next week. Well said though, because you're right.
0: If, if, if I'm right and Charles Oliveira avenges his loss against Islam, then those guys are absolutely gonna fight for the belt for a third time. And then, I wonder what happens to the winner of this fight. Now that I'm saying it out loud, they just sit and wait? Do they, what happens to to the winner? What happens to the loser?
1: That's a good question because, you know, I think we looked at welterweight, right? And we thought that, you know, Hamzat, you know, was probably in that line for the title. So, let's just say Leon Edwards, Colby. let's say Leon retains. Do any of these guys want to jump up? Does it go immediately to Balal Muhammad? You know, do any of those guys want to fight Gilbert Burns at welterweight? So does any, do any of the, do either of these guys, if there is a trilogy that happens, you know, if, if Dustin wins, do we do give even another shot? Like he's already kind of taken everybody. Him fighting Benil doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, so maybe there's a weight class jump for one of these guys if they have to wait out a, a trilogy fight. But I'm not, I'm not positive on.
0: Now I really want Oliveira to beat him. I already did, especially at that plus 285 value that I'm getting right now. But it would just completely shake everything up, and uh, I love chaos. And I'm not talking about Colby Covington. I love him, too. That's Brendan Tobin. I'm the Sports Machine, Sean Levine. The co-main event next Saturday night from Salt Lake City UFC 291 features Alex Perea taking on Jan Blahovich. Of course, Perea moving up to light heavyweight for the first time before we get too far into this one, do we think ultimately this ends up being for the belt? Like, do we find out here in the next few days that this is a championship matchup? What's going on exactly?
1: I don't think so. I just don't think it makes a lot of sense for a championship fight. Like, you have a guy in Pajeda who's coming up to the weight class. He's just coming off a pretty publicized knockout loss. So, for him to get a title shot basically just because Jamal Hill's Achilles snapped, like, who cares? You were gonna fight anyway. What do we? So we need to have a champion right now. I'm completely fine with this being a number one contender fight and the winner fight Yeri. Like I, I, I don't, I don't see this need to add to the card. We just spoke of the card. It's stacked. They don't need to add any extra sauce on it to make it even more enticing to tune in. Plus, I feel like they kind of tried to do this the last time Jan fight when he fought Nikolayev, and I felt like you know that dealt with the curse of this anyway of oh let's just make it a title fight let's just have it be a number one contender fight the winner fights yuri and that's good enough for us ultimately it doesn't matter right if
0: you shake it all up because Yuri prohaska is going to get Yuri's next shot his next fight is going to be for the belt whether the belt is vacant like it is right now or whether it's in the hands of one of these two guys so ultimately i don't think it probably matters too
1: much yes it's too much. We got Crawford Spence that night. We got the BMF title. I can't do it's another overload. title it's on top of it. Overload. It's too much. Three-round fight. They can't do that to us. I mean, I already have so much. You know, Now, listen, we, if you go over that UFC 291 card, it could be a lot of quick fights that night. I mean, these are there's some hammers, some knockout artists. So it could really make for an exciting night. But put to, to put a title fight on top of a main event and then Terrence Crawford, it's too much, dude. I can't deal with it
0: it is i agree with you it senses overload and let me ask you this while you're already a little bit uh, frazzled in the brain what if just dream with me here for a minute what if john jones goes out and beats Stepe, and he says screw it i told you guys i was retiring i'm retiring from the heavyweight division i'm going back to light heavyweight because i want to be the champ champ like con mcgregor and have those two belts am i just dreaming here is there any chance that john jones because Let's just call it what it is. The light headweight division since he left has been a total mess.
1: Still is. Snake pit, dude. Yeah, no, it, it has been cursed. The curse of John Jones looms large over that division. Um, it's just, it. it's so hard to go back down in weight, it feels like for him. Like, that's, just, it's such a challenge, especially when you're older. So, I don't know, man. That's, that's tough. I, I got to, what, what did he weigh in? Do you remember what he weighed in for? For for Gunn, I'm kind of putting you on the spot there. I don't remember what he did weigh in on, but like to think to have to get back to 205, that's a big ask. I mean, it's not easy for him to to do that. And also, to be honest with you, I just feel like if he were to do that, it kind of feels like he's running from the two young lions there. And I really want to see what he could do against those guys at heavyweight.
0: Just to clarify, did you say that was a big ask or a big ass
1: when referring to Joe? Well, both. Jones? I mean, <laughs> I mean, he does. Okay. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is much bigger <laughs> at uh, at heavyweight, <laughs> Kyle Lowry esque, if you will.
0: Hey, let's go back real quick to that Spence Crawford fight the next Saturday. Also, you talked about: Are they still in their prime? Did they get it done? Is it Mayweather-Pacquiao-ish? Maybe a little bit. I looked up their ages: thirty-five and thirty-three. Do you think it's a bigger fight? than the big fight we saw earlier this year between Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia? Bigger fight in terms of eyeballs and interest.
1: No, because that, I mean, the reports were that, that I think Ryan Garcia made $30 million for that fight, but it's a much better, it's a much better closer fight because it was shown Ryan Garcia wasn't in Tank Davis's class. I really, like, I'm telling you, dude, this is about, it feels as coin flip as it gets between these two guys. They're that good. So I think that's the thing. Is it's you could call it the boxing purists, you know, super fight. You could call it like the actual pound for pound best super fight. But no, I I do think Tank versus Ryan Garcia had more mainstream interest. But I think this. I think the fight week. If I had to tilt, like what what are people are going to care about more, Spence Crawford or Poirier versus Gaethje? I think Crawford Spence is going to win the week. Oh yeah, uh, it, I think both fights
0: ultimately could go off at a pick'em which is amazing. What a Saturday night we've got next week. You're one hour in. Coming up next, I beat up my co-host. You don't want to go anywhere. It's You Gonna Fight Me right here on the BETQL Network.